Remember that thing Paul Harvey did about if I were the devil? I wonder what the devil thinks of the cultural revolution that the party has pushed down upon America. Oh, no, wait a minute. I think I know what he thinks. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Listen here. Hear that? That's me inhaling air through my nose. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a process. It's not quite over yet. There's still a little bit of medical packing up there, but it's fragments. And I can entertain the kids by blowing them out of my head and showing them, hey, look. Got me a gobula. <laughs> My mom was visiting uh, during Christmas, and she reminded us of when she used to, uh, when she was in preschool. No, not her in preschool. She taught preschool uh, to get the kids to brush their teeth. She'd do a Fauxian lie. She'd take out her teeth and the, her, uh, you know, uh, fake teeth or dentures, uh, all upper teeth, just about dentures, and she'd take them out and say, "See, I didn't brush my teeth." Sort of a Fauci lie. Well, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't get the uh, the world didn't get injected with mRNA. That's why there's been illness. So it was to entertain the kids. The um, little tease there at the top of the podcast. I don't know what they call that in podcasting. Is there a word for that or a phrase? Is that the pre podcast pod tease? It's clickbait, something like that. Listen bait. Uh, I was doing the prep for the show. And I went through a series of news and I was telling my, my, my wife, like we were visiting as I was reading and, and kind of casually doing show research before I got down to the work of reading in depth. And these stories just kept coming up. And I started to think of these and it occurred to me, man, there's a major through line here. I think that's, I think that might be kind of a, a media type, um, Hollywood type phrase through line. So what's the consistent narrative that runs through all of these? And then it just hit me sitting there right in front of me. Well, here's the consistent through line. And that is that Satan loves him. Some great reset. (laughs) He loves him. Some color revolution. It's so obvious, you know, and I continue to puzzle upon this of how many people in the party actually understand that they, they may not even believe in Satan and they may be serving him. And I think there are some who do and, and do and are happy to, frankly, do that. And look, here's the thing is there are people who say, oh, this, no, come on now. There can't be any Satanists in government. Wait, there's Christians. There's Orthodox Jewish people. There's Muslims. So why would there not be Satanists? I mean, there are people who choose that side, but not in government. That's see right there. Now you've officially gone into a conspiracy theory. How? <laughs> there, there are Satanists. When the perverse pornographic sex ed bill became law at the hands of the blood-soaked hands, I would say, of the dictator of Washington State, Jay Inslee, after creepy Chris Rakedall, the boss of government schools there, who is a very creepy dude. I would never allow him near a child, ever. You spend that much time installing pornography into schools and et cetera and and teaching kids um, perverse sex acts and encouraging seventh graders to uh, take naked baths together. And that's all in in. Those are all examples of curricula. Creepy Chris Rakedall shoved down the throats of parents and kids in the schools. The day that passed, the um, one of the satanic churches, so-called satanic temple groups, had a big thing on the steps of the Capitol and spilled stuff on the marble floor. And I think it was oils and, and or I think they used blood. And I had the most chilling debate 
with this young woman on, uh, I think it was on Facebook. And she said, she started with, come on, this isn't really the church of Satan. Um, these people, they, they, they use Satan for a sign of freedom and all that's good. And you don't really understand. And I wrote back to her and said, so wait, do you think Satan exists? And she wrote, well, that's not the point. And these are, you know, really they're talking about the kindness and being kind to LGBTQS people. And, and eventually she got so angry at me. You and her, I got chilled. Uh, I did. I was saying prayers that night because she started to say things like, you know, you, you're the stupidity of your little God and the stupidity of thinking that your little God has us beaten and that we don't see. And man, she turned Oh, It was spooky. And her little act at the beginning of, oh, they're not really, and, and you don't really, and, and man, did she turn. But that was on the steps of the Capitol when they installed this stuff. So on the steps of the Capitol, there were Satanists, but not inside. No, can't happen. You have people in government. Remember when Van Jones was in government for a little while? He was the guy who, what was he? He had a whole bunch of conspiratorial beliefs. He was in government. Um, like I said, there's Muslims in government, there's uh, Jewish people in government. So consequently, how does it not stand to reason that there are Satanists in government? That, that people would choose the other side? Well, no one would choose the other side, but they've chosen the other side all throughout history. All through history, there's people who've chosen the evil side. And the new pitch for Satanism, by the way, is, well, we're the kind ones. We're the ones who believe in freedom and kindness and you can do anything you want so long as you don't harm anybody else. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's a smart pitch for today's society, but it's just that it's a pitch. You know, when you're talking about the father of lies, he might lie to you. I'm just saying being the father of lies, it's possible he'll lie to you. Just saying. So you can't say there's no Satanists in government. You can't. And not and, and be believable. You can't. Now, you could say there's not many. Okay, how many does it take? In what, what, how high of a position need they be to cause evil to be installed? Right? And look, God uses evil to his advantage all the time. And God, God lets Satan do whatever. When, when Satan is doing something, it's because God allows it. And he sets the parameters because he's the boss. And he, he's, look, he's warned us. We'll get to some of the biblical verses today. He's warned us. But just glancing to the news, that was the through line. But there is a subtext to the through line. Okay. The through line through all this news we're going to go is, man, Satan would love him some of this. And you can compare. I should have pulled that Paul Harvey sound. If I were the devil, I should have pulled that. And that, that is my bad. And I deeply apologize. Good thing we don't have. <laughs> ha! Good thing the subscription service isn't up. I'd have to give you your money back. But we all know that by heart, right? If I were the devil... I would convince people that Satan didn't exist. He had, he was far better than that. But let's glance at the news together and let's see if I'm not right that there is the major through line. Satan would love him this and then some minor through lines, tactical through lines. Hey, one thing, huge reminder to you, um, and it is a request of ours. If you could share the show with 10 friends, uh, we could overtake some huge, huge radio shows. Like, we have beaten NPR twice now in Spotify. Let's beat them on Apple. The other thing you can do is rate the program. Just on your podcast app, throw in some ratings. If you think it deserves five stars, give it that. If you don't, please don't lie. Um, and then if you like the show, you can just write a few words in the review. Those give the reviews uh, more weight. So we would appreciate that. We are going to, and I'll keep warning you about this because this has implications. We're going to start pushing distribution of the program. And that's going to begin in earnest in January. And the implications, the, the program's not changing. Uh, the, the God is staying at the center of this. 
I don't I, I don't even know. I don't know why I warned you there's implications. There's nothing that's going to affect listenership in a, in, a, in a bad way, given the distribution that we're talking about. Let's go through these news stories. So just to kind of set the scenery, um, my wife got a new chair because we needed a new chair. It's a beautiful chair. It's this handmade wooden chair um, that we got big, big special on. And she was in her chair, her new chair. I was in my old chair that sometimes I get to use. Dogs, cats, kids, boyfriends, etc. use the chair. And we were having this conversation as I was just scanning the news. Oh, look at this. Now, my friend and former colleague, Jason Rance, over in Seattle, Mr. Fox News, writes that Washington State Democrats have a bill that's about racial equity. Oh, well, it's, that's... That's not new news. However, (laughs) turns out that what the bill does by way of racial equity is it reduces penalties for a, um, a given crime. Now, just let's review in Washington state, the separate country of Washington, it is functionally legal to have and distribute meth, fentanyl, and heroin. It is functionally legal to set up sex trafficking camps. It is functionally legal to um, vandalize buildings. It is functionally legal to steal. No, it's not functional. It is legal in the city of Seattle to steal things. If you can say you are depressed or anxious uh, or have some kind of um, societal you know, problems in society or some form of addiction, and, and then good, you can steal all you want. Those things are fine. Hate crimes are legal if it's against whites. Um, in fact, hate crimes are encouraged in the workplace if it's against white people. So those are some of the reviews. Which one of those does Satan dislike, by the way? In this cultural revolution of the list that I just provided, which one is Satan going, you know what? That's 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 a bridge too far. Here's the new news. And, and Ranch wrote about it. I actually learned about it, to be fair, from a, um, a state representative, Gina Moss Brucker. Um, put it up on her blog. This, by the way, this is a very good blog. Uh, Washington State House Republicans. They did a good job of making this look like a, you know, a commercial blog. Mosh Parker, new bill to reduce penalties for drive-by shooting murders would put public further at risk of violent crimes. They want to reduce the penalties for when gang, gang, Oh, trying to be when when gang members engage in murderous thuggery. See, they didn't call a name. And they drive by a house or a car and they shoot the people in the house or the car and they kill them. They want to reduce the criminal penalties for this. House Bill 1692 would eliminate drive-by shooting as an aggravated factor in first-degree murder cases. In most cases, life imprisonment is the most sincere penalty imposed in Washington state. The bill would also apply retroactively and provide for the vacation of previous convictions for aggravated first-degree murder and resentencing for first-degree murder without penalty associated with the aggravating factor. The reason the aggravating factor exists was so that you'd have less drive-by shootings. Why would you want fewer drive-by shootings? Well, because you don't want people murdered. Thou shalt not. And because drive-by shootings have a nasty habit of killing innocent folks. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that in a gang thing, the other people are gang members, not deserving of murder, perhaps, but not, uh, not deserving of murder. I'll say it that way. That's a better way to say it. Um, but themselves, probably at some time, combatants. Now, this happens in light of the fact that this is the same party in Washington state who has set up every possible mechanism to punish cops for any tiny little mistake up to and including prison time. 
this this is the same Washington State where Sideshow Bob Ferguson, the so-called attorney general there, who is in fact a pure, pure operator of political thuggery, where he went so far to try to destroy the elected sheriff position. He went after a very specific sheriff in Pierce County, Ed Troyer, completely non-controversial guy. Ed Troyer saw someone driving up his driveway, 4.30 in the morning, no headlights on. He called the police. This is weird. And then Ed got into his car and he followed and then he called the police. Ed, the sheriff, called the police. Now we learn that the guy who was supposedly delivering papers, as I understand the story, um, was, well, of course he was black, so therefore you have racism, even though Ed couldn't see the race of the driver. Um, it turns out this guy, according to what I've read in news coverage now, was um, had been th- acting threateningly towards Ed. He has a lengthy criminal record, including this. When... The, the thuggish attorney general of Washington state brought this guy up for an interview because Ed Troyer is accused of being a racist for calling 911 on a person whose race he couldn't see. Ferguson apparently flew this guy up, interviewed him or had his team interview him, knowing that the guy had a warrant for his arrest in Oregon for attempting to murder a woman by strangling her. There he was in the office of the so-called attorney general giving his statement because they want to destroy elected sheriffs and Ferguson apparently let the guy fly. Now he's in the wind. This has been for a little while. So just point of comparison, same party that wants to decrease the penalties for drive-by shootings, wants to make it nearly impossible for cops to not get in trouble for doing their jobs, particularly if they're elected sheriffs, because the party hates elected sheriffs. What part of this does Satan not like? What part of this is in line with God? Because look, God warned us in so many ways, 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should take advantage of us We're not ignorant to his devices. Well, what are his devices? Uh, Lying, thieving, having people be obsessed with uh, with with thoughts of the of the flesh, setting neighbor against neighbor. You go to the Ten Commandments, you invert them. You have Satan's will. There's there's no other God but uh, but the Lord. Mm, Satan says, Nah, I'm I'm your God now. You go down the list. Thou shalt not murder. Why? Why does he get to make the rules? Right? I'm the morning star. Why does he get to make the rules? First Timothy 4 through 1. Now the spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Second Timothy 3, 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Galatians 5, 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. And there's far more of this. But back to the news. That's, this is, by the way, these are like three Washington State stories. Just boom, boom, boom in a row. But remember, Washington State is not just a separate country. Seattle and King County is a fallen region. So God bless all the people who stay there and witness and provide witness and speak the name of God and the word of God in those regions. God bless you. God protect you. May the full armor of God be upon you. You are Daniels. If you're speaking up and you're speaking truth to power, you are acting like Daniels. You are acting like Joseph. This is your time. God push you here to do these things, to speak truth, to align with God's law, to show your kids this is the result of turning your face from God. You see these poor people in the streets with the sores all over their face from shooting up constantly and being sex trafficked and being allowed to do that. This is what it looks like when you turn your face away from God. With the increase in shootings and your kids hearing gunshots at night, this is what happens when people turn from God and become their own gods. This is what happens. Now, let's do a point of comparison. More than 1,800 Washington state workers quit or were fired after refusing to get the uh, useless, medically useless, deeply dangerous COVID injections, which are in fact gene therapies. Got that? They're fired 
they're washed out of society, the same party wants to welcome drive-by shooters back into society. Incidentally, Washington State prisoners are not forced to get the injections to get out. That is a subject of your release. You have to take these injections. I don't want that to happen, but I'm just pointing out the through line. There is Satan would love this stuff, but what's the other through line? If it supports a civil society, the Democrats are destroying it. If it supports or builds up families, the Democrats are destroying it. Who invented families? If it supports or helps drive honest work of small businesses, largely family businesses, the party is destroying it. Which side of the spiritual spectrum says, hey, business is a good thing if you enact it honestly, if you don't bully your employees, if you treat your servants as you would treat yourselves in the parlance of the time servants? What's the other side of the equation? The CEO of United Airlines speaking to Ted Cruz and having absolutely no problem. Yeah, I think it was 600 people who fired, something like that. Because they wouldn't take the injections, even though the injections don't help. That's part of the through line. If it's wholesome, if it encourages growth, if it distributes freedom, if it gives people a base from which to operate upon their conscience, our conscience, in my judgment, is our bridge to the to, to God. It's our intellectual bridge to God. Our small intellect, his 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 uh, his limitless intellect. Back to another comparison. Washington State has targeted a beloved restaurant, stole its liquor license, seized its alcohol for not complying with the mandates. Let's return to our review. Fentanyl, functionally legal. Heroin, functionally legal. Meth, functionally legal. Sex trafficking, functionally legal. Giving someone HIV AIDS without telling them, infecting them with that, is, has now had the, 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 the felony status, or probably the misdemeanor status dropped. It's functionally legal. Drive-by shootings. We're going to take away the aggravated penalty for drive-by shootings. But... If you're Laura Kahn, the owner of Mackinac's restaurant in Chehalis, this place is legendary. A lot of the TV show, you know, hosts, like what's his name, Guy, what's his name? He's got the, the, the bleached hair and, and the, the bro, bro tea. He went by and, and did a, a shoot there. She's a famous chef. They, they basically crippled her business. And she's wondering why that is. Does it have to do with the fact that she went to pro-freedom rallies? And then she points this out. The Seahawks can have a stadium filled with people who are not complying with the mask diktats and the other diktats. And they don't get shut down. Small businesses like hers get shut down, even legendary small businesses. So are we keeping track of the through line here? If it supports growth, if it supports people raising themselves from poverty so that they can give to their fellow man. If it supports wholesome activities of families. If it supports healthy living. The Democrats hate it. They want to tax it. They want to outlaw it. They want to punish it. They want to curtail it. If it, in fact, supports criminal activity, the Democrats want to enhance it, protect it, even promote it. That's the world they're setting up. Satan loves it. And then the subtext. Chaos. Who loves that? Satan. Who else loves it? The party. Why? Because with chaos comes people's deep psychological need to have someone control it. That is people who don't have God in their life. Someone needs to control this. We, with God in our life, can say someone is. Someone is allowing this. Have you turned to him? John 8, 4, 4, uh, 8, yeah, 4, 44. You're, um, you are of your father, the devil. The desires of your father 
you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. He is a liar and the father of it. Which one of these things we just went through contains any element of truthful protection of society? Any one of them. Which one of them does not contain a double standard and therefore a hidden agenda? Which one? Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in this evil day and having done all to stand. Other people do not have that spiritual and psychological immunity. We, the body of Christ, we, the exiled elect, have spiritual immunity. We have societal immunity. We have a form of, of spiritual herd immunity, the, the only form. And those are all minor aspects of being Jesus followers. If you look about and you see people who do not have a kingdom view, and this is, this is I, I can't claim any credit for this. Um, in fact, I was listening to J.D. Greer, who is a pastor, I think his um, church is called Summit Life. And um, I'm just learning about J.D. Greer. J.D. Greer said something, now I realize this, I'm, obviously this is biblically rooted, and in fact, it was in my study this morning. This is so funny. I listened to JD say this last night. Shows up in my study this morning. To me, that's, that's God nudging you. So I wanted to share this with you. What are the aspects of all this mask fear? Um, all this, uh, oh, I have to take the knee to the party or they'll take everything I have. If I don't take to the knee to the party, they're going to take my house. They're going to take my job. They're going to take my, wait, 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 wait. You don't have those things. That's an illusion. Yes, you live in a home. Yes, you have worked your, your tail off to pay it off. Property tax, they can come along and say, yeah, hey, we're going to crank that up. And if you don't give it to us, we're going to go ahead and take your house. But I've got my small business. Do you? Seems to me when the party wants to take the small businesses, they come along and take them. Well, I've got my retirement account. Do you? I was just reading about and watching a video. No, I was just reading. I was just watching Ted Cruz talk about this. We'll get to this next hour. And Zach Abraham joins us to talk about the ESG score and the social credit system that's going to be foisted upon you in terms of your credit rating. Ted Cruz heard from a United Airlines employee who wouldn't get the shots and I think had a medical exemption and United Airlines pretended, oh, well, we can't find any accommodation. As I recall, again, we'll get to this next hour. Ted Cruz learned that United Airlines has blocked that man's access to his retirement account. He thought he had one. He doesn't. United Airlines does. And what J.D. Greer, Pastor Greer was saying is, look, people have all sorts of challenges with but, 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 the, but I could lose everything. Mm -mm. What you're saying is I am willing to gamble that which I will never keep. You will never keep your life. You will lose. It. You, you may lose your house. You may lose your job, but you, those, those are going to be gone anyway. Whereas the kingdom of heaven is forever. And God asks us for this faith Hey, I'm going to take care of you. Turn to me. Don't turn to them because the more we go through the show and put God at the center, the more convinced I am that the spiritual battle is staring us in the face. And just the freedom of doing the podcast, quite frankly, I couldn't have done this on live radio. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I, as a Christian, have a primary responsibility when I'm working for another to be a, a good and solid steward of that job. Live radio, someone tunes in for the first time and they hear me mention Satan or read biblical verses, they're done. A whole bunch of people, oh, that's, that's not for me. 
Whereas the choice you have made, and thank you for doing it to be in the podcast by choice, right, gives me the opportunity to speak to an audience who's here fully by choice. Not that you weren't in live radio. Those of you who've made it over, and thank you for doing that. But you see how podcasting frees me to that. So in a live radio sense, I never felt free enough to say, of course there's Satanists in government. If there's Christians, there's Satanists. We're not done with the through line analysis yet. There is more. Shifting out of the separate country of Seattle into a national, international view. Shifting from law and order and tyranny into the tyranny of the flesh. I did mention that coming up next hour, my friend Zach Abraham joins us to talk about the ESG score. In environment, social justice, and governance replaces the, the balance sheet. And my question for Zach, uh, well, one of them next hour is going to be, at what point does your credit rating go away? Because right now your credit rating is a result of, hey, do you engage in business um, in the business of usury? Right. Credit cards are usury. And look, they're a necessary evil for the way life is set up right now. And they're also a necessary thing for many people. I'm not I'm not judging you for I'm just pointing out that it's usury, but I'm just I'm pointing that out in our society set up that way. Little most people can do about it. So right now, your credit rating has has some somewhat of a rationality to it. Right. The only irrational thing is the more credit you use, the, the higher your credit rating which is, you know, paradoxical. But then it t- contains components of, do you pay off your debts? You know, do you pay on time? Do you carry a decent bank balance? All those things pay into it. Do you bounce checks or not? That is going to go away if the party has anything to say about it. See, the ESG score is being put on businesses now. It's not their balance sheet. It's, do they have their head right? Are they woke? They intend to push that down on us. Watch. So from what we talked about now in the separate country of Seattle, which is largely a law and order examination of this, and we're again thinking about well, what, what, what part of this is Satan not like? This is an article from theinsider.com, and it's a picture of two, uh, two gentlemen. And oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The kids. Oh. Oh, you guys, you got to click on this link and look at these children. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Here's the um, here's the headline. And again, this is two men. We went through surrogacy to become dads. I I was diagnosed with postnatal depression and getting help changed my life. No, you weren't because you didn't give birth. You didn't. Now, you may have had depression. I'm, I'm certain you did. But it's not postnatal. That means something. You didn't give birth. This is not accidental. The, the great lie of the left and the party is the great lie of not just blurring, erasing, destroying, memory holding, giving the Orwell acid bath to the difference between men and women. The blessed, sacred difference between men and women. This, 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 this postnatal depression thing for two dudes who went through surrogacy, and I hope they didn't buy these babies. They probably did. In Washington State, you can you can fly a mother. No, you can fly a gestating person. Well, frankly, they're not going to be mothers. You you, you can pl- you can uh, fly a womb donor, a woman who's a womb donor into Washington State, put her in a hospital. In fact, you can fly ten of them in. No, I'm not kidding. You can fly ten women into Washington State, each of them with two children in their rented wombs. The, the 20 babies could be born. You can fly in and take the 20 babies and hand over the money and leave. Well, they do background checks. No, actually, they don't. They don't? No. That's only for adoption or foster care. 
Watch the bouncing ball. If you want to be a foster parent in the separate country of Washington state, they rightly put you through a series of background checks. Likewise, adoption, commercial surrogacy. No, baby, cha-ching, mama, you're out. Now, see, this is runs part and parcel with social infertility. You remember this? Social infertility is another word for being gay. And having a partner and wanting to have kids. Well, um, my partner and I suffer from social infertility. Therefore, insurance needs to pay for us to get access to purchase babies. You have to be forced to get to give money to men to purchase babies. And as the party advances in so-called medical science, and they're doing this in in China, China. You will have to pay to have a rented womb stored in a man. Because that's that's really healthy for the baby because babies were meant to gestate in the male body. Social infertility. What's the through line? You destroy man and woman. What is required to create a family as God designed it? A man and a, got it, woman. Well, but families come in all different shapes and sizes. Indeed, adoption is a beautiful thing. Into a, a home of a man and a woman, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. Purchasing children is not beautiful. It is, it is perverse and disgusting. Now, the process of paying to become able to give, you know, to have children, fertility, etc., or you cannot have children, then adoption is a great thing. But when you are going to pretend once again that men are women, I had postnatal depression. No, you didn't. They're setting up the line again. I was just looking at another post related to this. There is this thing that men who identify as women do in the workplace where they have fake pregnancies. I, I, I'm No, seriously, I am not kidding you. They also have fake periods and they celebrate them. And they, they, they put on um, bigger and bigger suits. Um, and then they do fake breastfeeding at their desks. And this is allowed. And this is normal. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's Gene. He's pregnant. Really? How far along is he? Ah, uh, Gene, how far along are you? Uh, seven, seven months, seven months or so. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm not mocking people with gender dysphoria. That's not gender dysphoria. That's gender rebellion. That's, that's the rebellion against God. So the through line here, destroying the family. Next up. Now, this is just funny. I mean, this is, I mean, let's admit that this is funny because it's, it's one of those things where you, you are, you, <laughs> this will show them liberal men in Texas are getting vac- vac- vasectomies to protest the abortion ban. That's, that's, yeah. You know, that's actually the first time I've used... First time I've used the uh, presets, uh, little laughter things on this device called the Roadcaster Pro. That worked pretty well. So again, what do you do? What's the through line? That in order to punish the state of Texas for not letting us kill babies, we are going to not have babies. I take it back. There's no through line to that. That's that's just funny. <laughs> that's Well, let's say it this way. It's an accidental, mutually beneficial side effect. They probably don't want to be dads, and they probably shouldn't be dads. But this all reaches an apex when we get to Hollywood, the exporter of virtue. What is Hollywood's business? They export virtue signaling. We talked the other day on the program about BlackRock. And it's ownership, it, majority ownership in these in these companies. And so someone wrote to me and said, Todd, you get it wrong. You said they own 13, 14%. That's not majority ownership. That would be 51%. Please get this right because it reduces your credibility. To which I wrote back and said, oh, you know, dear friend, thank you for the note and for listening to the podcast. And I beg to differ. If they are the largest shareholder, they have majority shareholder status. It's not a democracy. It has to do with the amount of chips you have. They have the most chips at the table. Therefore, they're running the game. And in terms of voting, you vote your shares. So just just to make that clear. Hollywood exports 
virtue signaling. And in America, increasingly, Hollywood Hollywood is responsible for dividing society as I see it and also prepping the environment for what the party wants. And what the party doesn't want is the nuclear family. Black Lives Matter Incorporated hates the nuclear family. You have you have organizations like the Paul G. Allen uh, Hope Center in Washington State under the umbrella of youth care, who, according to my friend Julie and her voluminous police reports, go out and kidnap kids. Well, no, the kids show up and then they kidnap them um, functionally and avail them of razors, even though they're suicidal and then block from them from their parents and then avail the kids of lawyers. Hey, let's emancipate you without even looking into the home, not even not even checking the home out. That's an action of divorcing parents, uh, kids from their parents, part and parcel of the party. But it's Hollywood where this shines. And you can shine a light on it so easily. I just said, oh, I wonder if I could find a clip that would that would produce this. Yeah, okay. There's a show called With Love. It's set in Portland, Oregon, as Newsbusters points out, without the riots. This is a show where in, in an earlier episode, Jorge who is homosexual and avoids Catholic mass because, quote, the Lord is kind of a dick about us. Pardon the language. I should have warned you about that. I apologize. So here's the, uh, here's the setup to this family. Um, Hispanic family, different holidays of the year, navigate romantic relationships. So the series' main characters include a sibling, Jorge, and Lily Diaz. Jorge is a homosexual, and now, by the way, bisexual, and avoids Catholic mass, as I just said. They, um, the siblings have a so-called trans female that is man who pretends to be a woman, um, cousin named Saul. Saul uses the, they, them pronouns. So he is a man who pretends to be a woman, but, but wants to pretend to be, um, a multiple people as dating a male doctor who has a 13 year old so-called gender queer child named Charlie. Now, what the what this this follows is this path that and this was so brilliant. The gay lobby set something up. Man, this was so smart. They set something up called gay everywhere. Man, this is brilliant. This is so smart that they pressured Hollywood to put gay characters in everything. And what happened was Americans said, oh, there's gay, gay people are everywhere. This And to this day, Democrats think that gay people make up 30% of society. What they're doing now is they're taking what used to be a very, 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 very rare psychological condition called gender dysphoria. They're promoting it. And what does it do? Oh, there's no such thing as men or women. Big Pharma can help you with that. The entirely corrupt and discredited, disgraced children's hospital can help you with that. Puberty is a disease to them curable by wrong sex hormones and later surgery, which I don't think children's does yet, but the wrong sex hormones, baby, they'll shoot you up with that for asking. So to destroy the family, to destroy men and women, to create chaos, to disorder God's order of the world, to do all these things, right? Hollywood shines. And this is a purposeful thing so that now you're promoting it. And so, yeah, there's been an increase, 2000% increase in young girls who want their breasts sliced off their bodies and their vagina is mutilated. Boys who want their penises removed. And I won't go through the surgeries again. I know it's it's horrific and gross, and it, and it is. Now, I'm not, I'm not calling the bodies of people who've had the surgeries gross. I'm not. That's not that's not right, and I don't get to do that. I'm saying that the process is so brutal. And there's people who've been through it who tell you it's so brutal. So here's a clip from the show. And this is the sort of thing that airs on TV. And tell me that this is, tell me this this is entertaining. Find the part of this is entertaining for me. It's like this. What is your favorite type of Christmas music, Doña Marta? Oh, that's hard. Um, to me, it's not Christmas if Gloria Stefan is not playing. But I also like Sinatra. What if you had to pick one? Oh, why can't I listen to both? Exactly. Now, I love Frank, but I also really like Gloria. Now, sometimes I expand my palate, uh, but that's a... Uh, that's a lesson for another day. <laughs> I get it. I love fish tacos, but I like chorizo con huevos too. I'm like a food bisexual. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was fun. Huh? <laughs> you do go to church though, right? I I sure do. Yes, he does. Bienvenido. You are a good boy. That's it. Come on, everybody. 
um, with whom you share your bodily fluids is is like eating a taco. With whom you share a very special connection that God wired into us. The hormone process, hormonal process of actually, and you forgive me, making love releases in human beings what is sometimes called the cuddle gene or cuddle hormone. In women, it releases a hormone that makes them feel bonded to the man or, well, the person. In men, it doesn't release that hormone, particularly young men. Time to move on. See, that's flesh. That's the fleshly desire. But I thought it was a bad thing to compare women to food. Or people to food. But every step of the way, the party de-emphasizes. They de-emphasize humanity. They de-emphasize God and spirituality. I would say that there are moments in time where human beings get to be like God. Not God. And when I say like, recognizing that there is an, an, an infinite difference between being like and being but there are some moments being used as a tool a channel through which you create life and we don't create it we are vessels but man are we intimately involved in the process aren't we i can just imagine when god decided here's how i'm going to do it you know he could have just had babies appear Right? He, he could have just had it operate where kids just pop up. But he didn't. For some reason, he decided to involve us in the process. And, and the process, when undertaken in God's way, is also a very pleasurable process. And it is an extremely intimate process. And you understand how much affection I have for intelligent design. Well, we talk so much about the complexity of the eye or of the synaptic processes in the brain or the fact that when a baby is about to, when a baby needs to to leave the mother's body and be born, it's the baby that sends a signal from the baby's brain through the umbilical cord up into the mother's brain. And it says, mom, I'm, I'm ready to come out. That's what starts the process. Can you imagine that? And to be frank and blunt, how the bodies fit together. And the sacredness of this, they reduce to, I like tacos and huevos rancheros. So it's the same thing. Anything sacred. Anything that promotes life. Anything that promotes the family anything that promotes safety, anything that promotes order, anything that promotes civility, anything that promotes actual tolerance, which doesn't mean to destroy, it means to have love for and be willing to disagree with. Anything. The party must destroy, and it has real-world results. This is from California, and this is, um, and I want to give credit to Sinclair Broadcasting, who allowed this to run um, um, nationally on their television station websites. This, and I, I got to think this one slipped by. And I got it off of Como News. And of course, they put up a headline here, um, uh, 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 love is love. Mm, it's not. It's not. I love my wife in a far different way than I love my best friend. I will kiss my wife, etc. I'm not about to kiss my best friend. Hug them. Not going to kiss them. Love is not love. There are different forms of love. But again, the party must destroy everything. This is in California, and some parents learned that some teachers decided to trans their kid. So some teachers and counselors decided to take a girl aside and say, hey, you know what? You're actually a boy. And there's these so-called equity uh, clubs that exist in schools or equality clubs and what they truly are. If you read the reporting about it, these are pressure groups. These are struggle sessions. You bring in a straight kid and you try to make them gay 
or that you can't make them gay, but try to get them to say, well, I'm gay and I'm bi because to be straight is to be the oppressor. To be straight is to be against the norm. We are a heteronormative species, by the way. Reflect on this. A gay person wouldn't exist without two straight people. Well, but then again, you can go purchase babies. So what am I saying? So these are struggle session camps where you bring kids in and they do not want to be bullied by the teachers, by the party, by the media, by Antifa, by Black Lives Matter Incorporated, by Hollywood, by ads, by signs in malls, by everything they go. So they'll do anything they can to shoo themselves over into an intersectional camp like, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a girl. And parents are learning that something I've reported for a decade, well, it's not a decade, seven, eight years, that teachers actually pressure kids to adopt these identities. And a mom spoke back. Let these teachers come in and act as if they have nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong. A mistake? How long of a mistake? How many mistakes are we going to take before my child almost lost her life? They didn't tell me that my child... You allowed these teachers to open their classrooms teaching predatorial information to a young child, a mindful child that doesn't even know how to comprehend it all. How do you not know what was going on on your own campuses? Did you think that no parent would ever come forward? You will not quiet me today. I will stand here today and protect my child along with every other child who has not come forward yet. Do you... Do, you, do they have psychiatry degrees that I was unaware of? Because I didn't hire them. Okay, I did not hire them to sit there and nitpick my child's brain. You took away my ability to parent my child. Even before I had any knowledge. I didn't even get to show support. You asked for support, I didn't get a chance. You planted seeds, Miss Caldera and Miss Baraki. Mr. Brock and you, Miss Pagarin. Your job was to educate my child in math, science, English, etc. Do your job and let me do mine. They assumed assumed that my child needed your aid and resources. They pushed it in the face. And tonight, I will stick up for her. Miss Caldera, you're guilty. Miss Baraki, you're guilty. You changed her personal documentation, her gender, her name, her email. I authorized an AKA added to her attendance because I wanted to be supportive. But guess what? She's allergic to bees. Her medical record says a birth name, and you changed it. Who administers that now? Not everything. Not me. You guys did this on your own accountability, and you've gone too far. They downgraded me in front of my child and allowed me to question myself as a mother. You sat there and told me how my child was going to be. And then you wrapped your hands around her while I sat across the table and cried. Because you thought you could be there better than I, and I never got a chance. She was scared to even say anything. Your guys' voice were heard, not hers. This is the reality of gender jacking. That's, that's it. That's the reality. They tell the parents at the last second. And according to the father, by the way, that woman's name, that heroic mother's name is Jessica Conan. And she spoke at Spreckles Union School District at this board meeting. That's the reality. That's what they do. They bring the parent in the last minute, parents, and they say, here's your choice. You can accept this or your kid will kill themselves. Now, they're taking a step further, according to the father. According to the father, when the parents didn't play along and call a 12-year-old girl a boy, they called Child Protective Services to take the kid. Remember a few years ago when I said they really are coming for the children? They really are coming for the children. Who wants our children? The party? Who else? Do I need to say it? That's spiritual, guys. The battle that we're in is immense. It is spiritual. One we have to win, and we already have the instruction kit on how to win it. Remember that you can leave us notes at the ToddHermanShow.com. You can also leave a review uh, about the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. 
And the big ones, by the way, for that are Spotify and Apple, Google. They respond to reviews on their platforms. And the more high reviews we have, the more courage they'll have to promote the podcast as we roll into now getting into a stage beginning to promote it because you guys have done all the work. Thank you for that. And on this personal note today, you heard that, uh, you heard that, that righteously angry mother. I was Sarah Palin who said, that's the mama bear thing. You heard that and I heard it and it was glorious. And man, I tell you, you start picking fights. You start going after people's children. Mm. Now, this is, this, is, this is the moment. This is this miscalculation. And Satan miscalculates all the time. He still thinks he's going to win. And the left and the party, like part of this is purposeful. They want us to feel stomped upon. But man, when you go after a kid, I was... Um, was two instances in my life, and, and my mom would might just hate that I talk about this, and I'll just be honest. Um, she had um, a boyfriend who turned out, who turned into an incredibly good man. Um, I hope he knows the Lord. I should track him down. Um, and he his name was Terry, and when he started to come around, he was not, I mean, he was a good man, but he was also an alcoholic and, and he was a, he was a somewhat violent alcoholic. Um, not to my mom, actually never, never hit her. Um, but one time got frustrated with me. And I think I was at that point in seventh grade and he jacked me up against the wall. And before I could even try to defend myself, my mom was all over him. I don't know. My mom was, my mom's 38, 39 years old and, and she, or 40 something. She just, she tore into him. I mean, she, wow, she was on him and, and hitting him and kicking him and screaming, you will not touch my child. Wow. Never did I know my mom had that in her. Never knew it. And you're out, out. And he was gone and gone for a couple of days. And then we had a family discussion and she said, Hey, are you afraid? I mean, like, she didn't say that, but how are you feeling about that? I said, I was, I was angry and I, I was probably afraid, but I don't think I had time to be afraid. Uh, <laughs> my mom jumped in to the thing and, and she, she, we had this discussion about um, Terry coming back and, and, and he, he did. And we had this meeting and he, he opened up and shared with me, what his dad did to him. And man, it, it was brutal. But he, I think that's the only time I ever saw that man cry. Because he said, your mother is such a good woman and I disrespected her in this house. And on the spot, he went and he took all the beer he had. He had like the cheap beers, poured them out. He said, I am done. No drinking, no smoking, done now. I will not become my father. And you know what? That opened up a pathway to him to reconnect with two girls he had from previous marriages, both from different mothers. And, and I got to meet them, Paula and Chantel. And it was so cool to see him reopen his heart to that because a mama bear attacked him. The second time, again, this is my mom. My mom is a a lovely woman and I'm very, I had dinner with her last night and I'm so grateful for her. I love her so dearly. Uh, She made some mistakes with men and she'll joke about it too. And she got married to a guy. um, And this is where for a while I was very, and forgive me, I had, I developed a prejudice towards Southern accents because this guy had one. And then I recognized, wow, why am I blaming all Southern people for this guy? And so this guy one day, Um, I was this time I was 17 and very strong and very fit. Um, and there was a stupid thing where I had cooked a pizza very specially for my friend, Matthew. I wanted to eat the pizza together with him. I labeled it. Please don't eat the pizza. Please don't. This is, you know, for Matthew and we're going to have a special night. I came home and, and the box was open and the pizza was gone and the note was right there. And I said to this guy, Jack, I said, dude, you eat my pizza? Yes, I did. I said, why? Because I was hungry. I said, well, I had a note on this. And he got up. He got up. And he came at me. 
in the hallway, this old man, and he was, I think, in his 60s. And that that ended very, very differently with me turning him against the wall, head against the wall, saying to him, don't even think about hitting me. Don't even think you can. It was a very chilling moment. And here comes my mom running out of the, you aren't going to touch my son. And (laughs) and my dear friend, Matthew said, you know, I think, I think Todd's got it. I think he's got it. (laughs) And I told the man, I am lucky. I don't let her have you. You, pardon me, you're lucky I don't let her have you. Out, out, get out of the house. Now, there was no family meeting after that. <laughs> it was just, there was a lot more to this. And I won't, I, won't, I won't embarrass my mom or belabor it. There was a lot more to it. Good riddance to him. I hope he found the Lord before he died. I do. That's microcosmic in comparison to what the party's doing now. Like, truly, how fast does your heart beat? when you think about them coming for your kids. Guys, there's going to be a reunion. Or there's going to be a rebellion. It's beginning now, a Christian rebellion, a rebirth. There's going to be a jubilee. God has opened the curtain. He said, look at this. If you don't share anything else with your friends, share them with them what the party is doing to kids. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, please do be right with God.